This is the message from Connection Community Church for this Sunday, July 8th, 2012. Book. James Book. 002. Dead Faith. And so, our series continues. Series with James this week. 002. Faith. Dead Faith. Good morning, Connection Church. (laughs) I'm glad I wasn't in this one this week. Yeah. Okay, my name is Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. Jones. Alan Jones. That's right. We are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Would you pray with us, please? God, we thank you for today. We thank you for laughter and for um, gathering us here this morning Help us set aside whatever's going to happen at 12 o'clock and just focus on your word found in Scripture, James chapter 2. Teach us, Lord, by your Holy Spirit and help us leave a little bit differently than when we came in. We pray this in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit and all of Connection Church said, Amen. James. Faith in action is the overriding theme of this book as James shares life lessons and role models of faith, people (coughs) who challenge believers to put their faith into action. Chapter 2 is the primary faith in action chapter of the book of James. Here's what James tells us in verse 14. He says this, What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? And so James, the writer James, is all about action. Action, action, action. That's what James writes about. Can you say that? Say action. Okay, great. He says that faith is not, faith that is not accompanied by action is dead. It's nothing. So we can talk about faith all day, but at the end of the day, if there isn't any action... Talk is talk, right? And talk is cheap. Absolutely. By putting it into action, now that's something else. Now again, as we said last week, our challenge when we read James is to not think that our salvation comes as a result of our actions because it does not. It comes as a result of the action of Christ dying on the cross for us. Anyway, we've got to remember what Paul shares in his letter to the church at Ephesus when he says this. He says, For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. And so, with this in mind, we might think that the writer Paul, who wrote his letter to the Ephesians, and um, James might be at odds, because... Paul seems all about faith, and James seems about works. It's important, though, to take a look at the context in which they write. You see, Paul wrote primarily to people who were non-Jews. They were Gentiles, people who were claiming Christ as their Savior for the first time. It was an unchurched environment, so he was all about being saved by um, grace, by faith. And his message over and over emphasized that we're saved by the grace of God alone. That our works do not bring us salvation. 
And that is the truth. Our works do not bring us salvation. James, on the other hand, wrote to a different audience. He wrote to the Jews, Jews who had converted to Christianity. They were the Christian Jews, the Jewish Christians. And as they accepted Christ as their Savior, James felt, uh, through the Holy Spirit prompting, that that particular audience needed to be responsible. Uh, reminded that there was something more, that they needed to put their faith into action, realizing that their faith without action is dead faith. Mm. And so then James goes on in verses 15 through 17. Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. Now James gets down to the nitty-gritty by giving a a real-life example. James says, you know, what happens? How do you respond to someone in need? Do you give them clothes? Do you give them food? What do you do? Are you going to put your faith into action? Faith without action is dead, James feels. Faith, well, let's see what Eugene Peterson says. He writes the message. He says, verse 17, translates it this way. God talk without God acts is outrageous nonsense. Hmm. Wow, that gets our attention, doesn't it? Let's say that together. God talk without God acts is outrageous nonsense. You know, Jesus is our model. Well, let's look at him. He didn't just talk. He acted. You know, when he, he touched people and cured them, he just didn't tell them. To, he touched them. He, uh, he had action there. When there were people that were hungry, he took a couple of loaves and fishes, multiplied them, and he fed uh, thousands of people. When he went to the uh, tomb of Lazarus, He didn't just talk about it. He called into the tomb, and Lazarus came forth (coughs) very much alive. Jesus used words, but he coupled his words with action, just as we're called to do. We just don't talk about it, but we're called to do something about it, put our words into action, because faith without deeds is dead faith. So as we continue in James 002, we'll pick up at verse 18. But someone will say, you have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by my deeds. You believe that there is one God. Good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. So basically, faith and deeds go hand in hand. James says you can't have one without the other. Deeds is the mean by which we express our faith. Giving lip service to faith in God isn't much of anything, James says. He says even the demons believe in God. Even Satan has faith. The question is, how are you living out your faith? How are you expressing that faith? How are you putting that faith into action? Picking it up at verse 20. You foolish person. Do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? Was not our father Abraham considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see that his faith and his actions were working together. 
and his faith was made complete by what he did. And the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. And he was called God's friend. You see that a person is considered righteous by what they do and not by faith alone. Mm. One of our greatest examples of faith in action is Abraham. You know, he had waited for 25 years from the time God promised him a son until that son was born. And then several years later, after the boy had grown up some, um, God called him to sacrifice this son that he'd waited so long for. Uh, Can you imagine that? God calling you to sacrifice this son to show your faith. But Abraham faithfully took the son and what it was going to take for the for the fire up on the mountain. And thank goodness God substituted a ram for that sacrifice. I always wonder what Isaac was thinking, how many years of therapy he was in after that whole incident. But he took um, he substituted the ram. But uh, Abraham was faithful right up to God, put that substitute in. Now, I try to be faithful. I'm sure you do too. I, I'm not, I'm not going to sacrifice my children to carry out that faith. I don't think you will either. So and maybe there's a limit there. But that being said, you know, that whole discussion of Abraham and that sacrifice is a, for another day to go into some real detail for that. But anyway. That, Jim, that could be one when I'm not here. Yeah, well, yeah me too. Uh, we'll give that to somebody. We'll James, give it to you, Mike. <laughs> yeah, Mike, be ready. Um, James says a mouthful here when he says this. You see that a person is considered righteous by what they do and not by faith alone. You know, even though we're not going to sacrifice our children, we're still called to walk the walk. We're called not just to talk the talk. Because saying is one thing, but doing is very much something else, isn't it? Well, James 002 finishes with this. In the same way, was not even Rahab the prostitute considered righteous for what she did when she gave lodging to the spies and sent them off in a different direction? As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. Well, Rahab, uh, we find Rahab in the Old Testament And she lived in Jericho, in the Promised Land, and she put her life on the line when she assisted the enemy, who happened to be the Israelites, in capturing the city by allowing two spies to stay at her house. And that was a pretty big deal that she did that. She was faithful in her actions, even as a foreigner, to the house of Israel. And she and her family were spared thanks to what she had done. Really cool story about Rahab, who who was a prostitute. She is in the lineage of Jesus. Hmm. So the question comes down to this. How about you and me? How about us? How can we put our faith into action? Well, you know, there's constant opportunities wherever we are if we keep our eyes and ears open and, and just kind of look for and be aware of them. They're available at home at work, at church, you know, at home, maybe you've got a neighbor that uh, maybe they hurt their leg or something, need their grass cut. May, or maybe you have somebody in the wintertime when it's snowing and they just can't get out and shovel. Maybe you could, sh- you know, there's all kinds of opportunity. Maybe somebody had a baby, you can bring them a meal. There's all kinds of opportunities there in the neighborhood at, at, at work. Just keep your eyes and ears open. There's constantly people who, who need a hand with something. Give them a hand, help them out, you know. 
um, in your program this morning. Right here at church, there's oodles of opportunities. Take this out, will you? Let me see you. Wait. Let me hear that waving sound. That's it. Feels good, too, doesn't it? Yeah, on a hot day. Okay, stop waving. Um, <laughs> this is called I Reach. See the hand there with the I? I Reach. Me, me, me. I Reach. It's not about me, but it's about me serving. I Reach. I Reach out to you. Connecting people through outreach and serving the community. This is our outreach ministry. Notice the scripture there, Second Peter 3, 9. Say it with me. All people, people matter, matter to God. to God. Say it again. All, all people, people matter, matter to, God. to God. One more time. All, all people, people matter to God. God. And since all people matter to God, I reach, you reach, we all reach out in trying to help them. If you open it up, that panel right there gives us all kinds of opportunities. One of my favorites is random acts of kindness. Reach out to a stranger, smile, open the door for him. When you stop uh, for morning coffee, buy the guy in back. You're, this is really tricky uh, on the uh, uh, toll booth because we use that, uh, what's that little thing? Uh, easy pass. If you skip the easy pass, give him a buck, give him a buck for the guy in back of you. They'll wonder what, what, what you're doing. They'll think you're a nutcase. It's great. Um, cut your neighbor's grass. Look for opportunities and God to open your eyes. I'll give you a, an interesting thing. You, you're never oftentimes going to know the outcome of what you did. You, you won't know. That's the cool part, too. God can take that and run with it. I'll give you an example. <clears throat> um, I guess it's about a month ago now, maybe six weeks. Somebody at church here come up to me and said, you know, you don't realize the effect that you had on me two years ago. I'm going, oh, boy, this might be good or not. And they said, was up at Four Corners, and I was in my car. I'm going, oh, my gosh, did I beat my horn at you too soon? Uh, what did I do this time? And she says, um, you and Laurie and somebody else were up there handing out flowers. Well, see, what had happened was um, Walmart had a, a whole a plethora of flowers left over that they weren't going to be able to use. And we had somebody working there who said, well, maybe we can give them out. And they brought them here. And we're going, well, we, it was a long way till Sunday. So we said, well, let's just go up four corners, give them to people in their car and say, uh, just as our way of saying God loves you in a practical way. Have a great day. So we're in, And she says, you came up to my car and gave me a flower, and I was having a really bad day. And went on to explain, I won't go into the details, what was and she was having a bad day for a variety of reasons. Said, and you just reminded me that God loves me and gave me that flower. And boy, did that turn my day around. <laughs> How did I, you know, that was two years later. How many flowers do you give out that you never know what effect? But isn't that just the coolest? How God can take a simple act of kindness and turn it into such a blessing. Yeah. So there are a lot of things that we can do as individuals. Um, how about even picking up the phone and calling? How about uh, sending a card, shooting an email, shooting a text, whatever it takes to just reach out um, to somebody and let them know that, that they're loved, that, that you care. We're a small group church, and so we encourage small groups to be about outreach as well, not just study and fellowship, but outreach as, as a part of uh, who they are. And so there are some, op- some ideas in your pamphlet that small groups could do. Adopt a classroom uh, at a local school. Serve at a homeless shelter. Make care packages for nursing home patients. There's one small group who, who has a bunch of kids in their group, and so they spend a couple weeks making cards 
and they went to Broadmeadow one day and passed out the cards and you know, the, taught the kids something, the group felt great, but I'll tell you what, it really blessed the recipients as well. Another small group went up to Ronald McDonald House and cooked dinner or a meal for those who were staying at Ronald McDonald House. There are lots of things that as small groups we can do and we really encourage uh, the small groups to make this a part of who they are as well. So we can do it as individuals or in our families or in small groups. But then we also have church-wide opportunities. These are really fun because they just involve so many people. You know, at, at Christmas time, we have a variety of opportunities to reach out. And when Christmas gets here, you'll be aware of those if you aren't already. But we we're able to touch people from here all the way to India at Christmas time with some of the outreach we do. And it's just, just really cool. Here recently, uh, we had a um, 5K uh, run walk where we were able to raise some money to buy some nets so that some people in Africa hopefully won't get stung by a mosquito and, and contract malaria and possibly die. What a great opportunity for us, not just to have a great fun day here at church, but to reach out and try to offer a hand to somebody on the other side of the world. Um, we have a, uh, by the way, we have next year's already planned. Put it on your calendar, May the 18th. That's a Saturday for the second annual <laughs> Stomp Malaria Run Walk, 5K Run Walk here at Connection Church. Put it on your calendar now. So there's also, there are two things that are coming up that really are part of the DNA of who we are. We have certain outreaches that that's who we are. And one of them is the school supply giveaway. The school supply giveaway is an opportunity for our church um, and we partner with the neighborhood house to make a difference in our community. There are paper bags out by the door with lists of things to, to fill, you know, take a bag, fill it up, bring it back so that you can be a part of the book bag giveaway or the school supply giveaway as well. This is really um, a ministry, an outreach that is crucial. It's critical in the life of our church. I'd like to invite the team leader for that, Barry McDonald, to come up and share a little bit more about that and also give his testimony as to why um, it's important to him. Um, a few years back, my family and I were found ourselves in a situation to where we needed help. Um, I've got five kids, so you can tell it's quite expensive trying to get everybody ready for school. Um, and I'm a proud man, a proud father, and a proud husband. And it was real hard for me to ask for help. Um, that's just something that I was raised that you didn't do. Um, so I'd seen in the local paper that Connection Community Church was offering free school supplies and a book bag giveaway. So it took a lot of effort and a lot of uh, courage, I would say, I guess, in my part, to, to come up here and ask for help. Um, when I got here, I was met with open arms. I mean, it was, we weren't criticized, we weren't judged. I mean, Lori Brown opened the door, invited us in, no questions asked, and just said, hey, you know, you're, you're more than welcome, take what you need. And uh, while we were here and we were talking, she invited us back the next day for a service. Um, I came back. That was eight years ago. Um, 
since then, I've become more involved in the church. Um, I serve in a lot of areas. But just to have the feeling of love from Jesus in my heart, it's more, like I said before, it's more than just being able to help families out. If one person that walks through that door can allow Jesus into their heart and have the feeling that I have, it's more than worth everything that we do. So that's my story. Um, and again, if you guys can help out, and not just the book bag giveaway, but in any of the outreaches, it's, it's well appreciated. So thank you very much. Thanks, Barry. Thank you, Barry. Thank you, Barry. An incredible part of that story is um, uh, we're trying to keep the book bags a certain standard. So just, you know, and so we found a book bag that was very, very affordable. But we were trying to raise, get some money to buy those. So Barry went to various businesses, uh, primarily some banks in town. And it's cool how a spark just one spark lights another because virtually I think every bank you went in said that they pledged to help out monetarily with the cost of the backpacks that we're going to get. So isn't that cool how you kind of just light a spark and a fire takes off? And so now it's not just connection and neighborhood house, but it's some banks in town and, and, and put the same bags that we have in like the Walgreens and the, and the Rite Aids. And so some shoppers in there while they're shopping can take a bag and fill it up and they can be a part of this whole thing. Isn't that just cool? Yeah, I, 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 great job. Great job on that. You know, we have another really cool opportunity coming up on August the 18th, and I think this is my favorite because the Peach Festival is just our biggest outreach. We've been doing the Peach Festival before. We started it before we started worshiping. August of 2001, we did Peach Festival. We didn't even start worshiping until December 24, 2001. What we're doing, we're giving out cookies and little balloons said, coming soon. We didn't know where, <laughs> but we knew when. <laughs> Christmas Eve someplace. And we're giving out these peach-colored balloons. We still have some someplace in the closet. But, and so we've been part of the Peach Festival ever since. And all we do at Peach Festival is give away. We don't sell. We're not there to make. It's not a fundraiser. It's a giveawayer. Because we love to give away because we give away no strings attached because that's our way of letting people know how God operates. He gives away his love. No strings attached. So we get to give away a couple thousand bottles of ice cold water on what's usually a really hot day. We have bags of popcorn, free buy, snow cones, games for the kids, inflatables for children. And this year we're going to have inflatable, a cooler inflatable for the youth so we can reach out to them. Exotic bird demonstration, the backyard Bible club. It'll be the third gathering of that right here out in the parking lot. I think it's at noon on that day. What a cool opportunity for us to just reach out to the community, share God's love in a practical way. We're going to have just the coolest DJ, well, one of the coolest, because Carlton's a cool DJ, but also back in the corner there. Put your hand up. Yeah, he's our DJ for the day. Yeah, Barry. Barry the W. And he's going to be, uh, you know, music all day long. No strings attached. We're giving it away for free. Now, here's what you guys can do. It's really simple. Just remember the word... 100. That's all you got to remember. 100. We need 100 cases of water and we need 100 volunteers. 
And you can do both. Bring a case of water in next Sunday if you want. We'll leave it out in the lobby. It'd be cool to see all those cases building up. And then sign up to volunteer. I think there's a morning shift, afternoon shift. You could do an all day, a morning, afternoon. But we need your help. But what's going to, I guarantee you, you're going to be blessed more than you're going to bless on that day if you participate in the Peach Festival, sharing God's love in a practical way. Okay, so we're here to help you uh, live this scripture out, to put faith into action. The brochure has some ideas, but please don't feel limited by those. You know, the Holy Spirit, your small group, you know, as you're sitting around talking, you can come up with some great ideas for outreach. Just go do it. Don't do it. You know, keep it simple. Just go. Be the hands and feet of Christ can do that in your home you can do it with your family do it in your neighborhood do it at work do it in the community wherever but step out of your comfort zone and uh put your faith into action what you might want to do you know say well i don't know we see this pray god show me where there's a need i get god will show you a need before you leave today if you want to come up on the steps pray god show me a need he'll probably give you five before you leave here on your way home don't that close your that eyes. might scare them. They might not want to come <laughs> right. up. Maybe he'll give you one. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, go on your way home. Pray. God, show me. But don't close your eyes praying on the way home. Keep them open now because uh, you really have a need done. Uh, <clears throat> just say, God, guide me. Show me. Open my eyes. Open my ears. Let me know how I can do something for somebody, please. You know, remember the words of James. Faith by itself is not accompanied. Uh, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. Or, I like the way Eugene Peterson translates this in the message, separate faith and works and you get the same thing. A corpse! You don't want a corpse, do you? No! You want to be alive. You want to be alive? Then put your faith in action. Amen? Amen. Amen. That's the good news. Let's live it. Let's pray. Holy God, wow. We thank you for saving us by faith, that it's not through what we do, but by what Jesus did. We thank you, we praise you. But we also recognize that we're called to action. We're not called to just sit around, twiddle our thumbs, talk the talk. We're called to walk the walk. Please give us the courage and strength to go walk the walk. Please guide us. Please open our eyes and ears to where there's a need. Please help us to be your hands and feet in Christ. We pray these things in the name of Jesus and the power of your Holy Spirit. And everybody at Connection Church said, Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at www.connectioncc.org. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life that he offers.